Welcome to Celebrate Poe. My name is George Bartley, and this is episode 188, Reimagining Poe, Part 2. With this topic, the character of Mr. Poe seems to be on a roll, so let's jump right into this conversation using chat GPT. Now, one of the most basic rules uh, about dealing with an AI like chat GPT uh, is that you need to be as specific as possible to get the answer that you want. And, for example, I started this conversation by saying, or typing, Mr. Poe, I would like to continue our discussion of how your works could be adapted into a series of interconnected films or a television series. Let's say that you were adapting The Murderers in the Rue Morgue. Would you still keep the murderers as monkeys or a more mysterious form of murder? Uh, ah, yes, Mr. Bartley. Uh, in the uh, enigmatic case of The Murderers in the Rue Morgue, a tale that presents a perplexing puzzle for both the characters and the audience alike. Uh, there is one. There are, are factors that one must uh, one must consider in adapting an adaptation. For example, one must carefully consider how to maintain the essence of the narrative while exploring alternative avenues for the nature of the murders. While uh, the depiction of the murderers as monkeys in the original tale serves as a, a striking and unexpected twist, one could indeed explore a more mysterious form of murder in an adaptation. This would allow for a heightened sense of intrigue and suspense, keeping the audience guessing and preserving the essence of the story. Now picture, if you will, a shadowy figure, elusive and cunning, lurking in the dark corners of 19th century Paris. The murders would be executed with a methodical precision that defies rational explanation, leaving investigators and the protagonist, the astute C. The astute C. Auguste Dupont, perplexed and driven to unravel the mysteries. Rather than relying on the primal nature of monkeys, this adaptation would delve into the depths of human cunning and the darker areas of the human psyche. The murders would be marked by a series of perplexing clues, seemingly impossible circumstances, and a sophisticated modus operandi that stumps both the authorities and the brilliant mind of Dupont. Visual cues, atmospheric settings, and cinematography would be crucial in capturing the eerie essence of the original tale. The streets of Paris would be cloaked in mist, creating an atmosphere of gothic gloom, while the interiors of crime scenes would be meticulously crafted to evoke a sense of tension and macabre fascination. By transferring the nature of the murders and the murders in the room morgue into a, a more mysterious form, this adaptation would maintain the essence of the original tale while exploring the depths of human darkness and the power of intellect.
it would invite audiences to grapple with the enigmatic nature of evil and the intricate interplay between rationality and the inexplicable, all within the haunting backdrop of 19th century Paris. And Mr. Poe, what about the disease in the Mask of the Red Death being updated to COVID-19? Ah, ah, yes, the chilling allegory of the Mask of the Red Death, a tale that explores the inevitability of mortality and the futility of attempting to escape the grasp of death. To consider updating the disease in the story uh, to the context of COVID-19 is indeed a thought-provoking notion, allowing for a contemporary resonance that captures the fears and anxieties of our time. In this adaptation, the disease that haunts the kingdom would take on the characteristics and impact of COVID-19. The contagious and deadly nature of the disease or illness would become a modern reflection of the Red Death, enveloping the land in a shroud of fear and uncertainty. The symptoms and the progressions of uh, the disease would mirror those associated with COVID-19, evoking a sense of familiarity and relevance. The masquerade ball, as a centerpiece of the original tale, would now serve as a gathering that echoes our own social events and the mingling of people in the face of an invisible threat. The opulent setting adorned in vibrant and decadent costumes would provide a stark contrast to the encroaching menace of the disease, emphasizing the stark divide between the revelry and the looming specter of death. The atmosphere would be marked by an undercurrent of unease and tension as the characters engage in both desperate attempts to ignore the looming dangers and moments of introspection that force them to confront their mortality. The figure of the Red Death, draped in crimson and a symbol of inescapable mortality, would stalk the shadows, a haunting reminder of the fragility of life. Throughout the narrative, the adaptation would explore the themes of privilege and inequality, as some characters attempt to shield themselves from the disease's reach, while others suffer its devastating consequences. The stark juxtaposition between those who can retreat to secure enclaves and those left vulnerable in the face of the pandemic would reflect the realities of our own society the society of today. The adaptation would also delve into the psychological toll of living in the shadow of a relentless and invisible adversary. The emotional strain, the isolation, and the despair that accompany the pandemic would be explored through the experiences of the characters, offering a poignant reflection on the human condition in the face of an implacable threat. Certainly COVID is not as large or as looming a threat 
as it was just a year or two ago. But it is one that I am sure will not be forgotten. But let me return to my updating of the Red Desk, Red Death, the Mask of the Red Death, to in- incorporate that context of COVID-19. You see, the adaptation would invite audiences to confront their own fears, anxieties, and vulnerabilities in the face of a global crisis. It would serve as the reminder of the fragility of life and the futile nature of attempts to shield oneself from the inescapable realities of mortality. However, it is worth noting that when incorporating real-world events into a fictional adaptation, sensitivity and care must be exercised to ensure that the storytelling remains respectful and does not exploit or trivialize the gravity of the actual events. The aim should be to use the contemporary context as a lens through which to explore timeless themes and provide introspection rather than sensationalize or exploit the present circumstances. Well, Mr. Poe, uh, could you comment further on how COVID, uh, like the disease and the Red Death, disproportionately affected certain classes and populations? Certainly, Mr. Bartley. In exploring the parallels between the disease and the mask of the Red Death and the impact of COVID-19, one cannot ignore the disproportionate effects uh, on certain classes and populations. This provides an opportunity to delve into the socioeconomic disparities and systemic inequalities that exacerbate the consequences of such crises. In an adaptation, the class divide would be a central theme, reflecting the real-world disparities that have been magnified during the COVID-19 pandemic. The opulent masquerade ball, akin to gatherings of the privilege, would portray those who have the means to shield themselves from the disease's reach, or at least they believe they do. They revel in their wealth, surrounded by luxury and protected within their secure enclaves. On the other hand, uh, the less fortunate, the working class and marginalized communities would bear the brunt of the pandemic's impact. They would be depicted as the most vulnerable, lacking resources, access to quality health care, and the ability to distance themselves from the disease's spread. These communities would suffer disproportionately, enduring the consequences of pre-existing disparities in health care, housing, and social support systems. By highlighting these disparities, the adaptation would shed light on the inherent social inequities that worsen the effects of any pandemic or crisis. It would serve as a critique of a system that perpetuates inequality and exposes the callousness of societal structures that prioritize wealth and privilege over the well-being of all individuals. The characters representing different classes would interact, their paths intersecting within the narrative. 
the stark contrast between their experiences would emphasize the divide, prompting reflection of the unfairness and injustices that come to the fore during times of crises. Moreover, the adaptation would delve into the profound psychological impact of such disparities. It would explore the emotional toil of feeling abandoned, marginalized, or forgotten during a crisis, highlighting highlighting the despair, isolation, and collective trauma experienced by communities that bear the heaviest burden. Uh, Through these elements, the adaptation would encourage reflection and awareness of the systemic issues that perpetuate inequality, challenging the audience to confront these disparities and advocate for a more just and equitable society. In in essence, by aligning the impact of the disease and the mask of the Red Death with the disproportionate effects of COVID-19 on certain classes and populations, the adaptation would underscore the urgent need for a more equitable society, prompting audiences to contemplate the importance of collective responsibility and social justice, especially during times of crises. Well, Mr. Poe, uh, how could the obvious struggles and dangers of the pit and the pendulum be updated to the struggles and dangers faced by individuals today? Ah, Mr. Bartley, Uh, The Pit and the Pendulum, a tale that plunges its protagonist into the depths of despair, tormenting him with the imminent threat of a grisly demise. In contemplating an adaptation that reflects the struggles and dangers faced by individuals today, one must explore the psychological and existential challenges that resonate in our modern world. In this adaptation, the protagonist's ordeal in The Pit and the Pendulum would be reframed to capture the essence of contemporary struggles and dangers. The pit, representing an abyss of despair and hopelessness, could symbolize the mental and emotional challenges that individuals face in our complex and fast-paced society. The pendulum, originally a menacing instrument of physical torture, could be reimagined as a metaphor for the relentless pressures and anxieties that pervade modern life. It could represent the constant ticking of time, the looming deadlines, societal expectations, and the ever-present threat of failure that weighs upon individuals. Uh, To make the adaptation more relatable to the struggles of today, the protagonist's journey uh, would certainly embody the universal experience of stress, anxiety, and the battle for survival amidst overwhelming odds. Uh, The adaptation would explore the internal conflict between the desire for self-preservation and the profound psychological toil or toll of the environment. By updating the struggles and dangers faced by the protagonist in The Pit and the Pendulum to reflect contemporary experiences, the adaptation would invite audiences to confront the existential anxieties 
and mental health challenges that permeate our modern existence. It would serve as a, a, a poignant exploration of the human condition in a world that, that often feels overwhelming and dehumanizing. Furthermore, the adaptation could incorporate themes of resilience, self-discovery, and the indomitable human spirit. As the protagonist navigates the perilous journey, uh, that person could find strength and forge connections with others who, who share their struggles. By emphasizing the importance of empathy, community, and self-empowerment, the adaptation would inspire hope and the belief in the power of the human spirit to overcome adversity. In, in essence, and in conclusion, by updating the pit and the pendulum to reflect the struggles and dangers faced by individuals today, the adaptation would serve as a mirror for our own contemporary challenges. It would shed light on the profound psychological and existential battles we wage, urging audiences to recognize the need for compassion, understanding, and a collective effort to foster a more supportive and humane society. Well, Mr. Poe, uh, what does the pit and the pendulum say or not say about religious intolerance. I would suggest that the very presence of the oppressive monks and the obsession with punishment signifies oppressive religious intolerance. Oh yes, Mr. Bartley, you are certainly correct in your interpretation of the pit and the pendulum. The presence of the oppressive monks and their obsession with punishment does indeed signify religious intolerance within the story. The pit in the pendulum set during the Spanish Inquisition reflects a historical period marked by religious persecution and the suppression of differing beliefs. The oppressive monks represent the authority figures enforcing a rigid orthodoxy intolerant of any dissent or deviation from their religious doctrines. Their sole focus on punishment and their zeal for inflicting suffering on those who do not conform highlight the extreme nature of their religious intolerance. Through the portrayal of these characters and their actions, the story implicitly critiques the dangers of religious fanaticism and the consequences of oppressive religious practices, especially as this might be connected to political leaders. Today, it presents a cautionary tale that warns against the dehumanizing effects of religious intolerance and the abuse of power, whether it is sincere or insincere in the name of faith. The presence of the oppressive monks and their obsession with punishment in the pit and the pendulum does indeed signify religious intolerance, shedding light on the dangers of dogmatism and the need for religious tolerance within a diverse and inclusive society. Well, Mr. Poe, uh, how might one revisit the story told in the poem Annabelle Lee? 
Ah, Mr. Bartley, the hauntingly beautiful poem Annabelle Lee, a tale of love, loss, and the enduring power of devotion. To revisit this poignant story is to delve deeper into the emotions and circumstances that surround the narrator's love for the beautiful Annabelle Lee. And here I shall endeavor to offer you a glimpse of how one might embark upon such a revisitation. In in revisiting Annabelle Lee, uh, one could choose to expand upon the backstory and explore the origins of the narrator's love for Annabelle Lee. The adaptation might begin by introducing the two young souls, perhaps in a quaint coastal town where their paths first crossed. Their initial connection and burgeoning love would serve as the foundation upon which the rest of the narrative unfolds. As the story progresses, the adaptation could delve into the challenges and obstacles that their love encounters. These might include societal disapproval, the interference of family or rival suitors, or other external forces that seek to separate the young lovers. Such elements would heighten the dramatic tension and emphasize the intensity of their bond. Well, Mr. Poe, uh, perhaps you could explore the realm of supernatural elements. Yes, Mr. Bartley, I almost feel it would be my duty to explore the realm of supernatural elements hinted at in the poem. Uh, One could delve into the idea of a curse or a vengeful spirit that seeks to tear the lovers apart, infusing the story with an air of mystery and dark fantasy. These supernatural elements would add depth to the narrative and underscore the power of their love that transcends even death itself. And Mr. Poe, uh, don't forget the visual and auditory aspects. Yes, Mr. Poe. The visual and auditory aspects of the adaptation would be crucial in capturing the ethereal and melancholic ambience of the poem. The setting could be rendered in muted colors and soft lighting, creating a dreamlike atmosphere that reflects the narrator's memories and longing for Annabelle Lee. The use of symbolism, such as the ocean waves representing the ebb and flow of their love, or the presence of seabirds as messengers from beyond, would further enhance the emotional impact of the story. Uh, The adaptation could also delve into the narrator's grief and the enduring nature of his love. It might explore the ways in which he copes with loss, perhaps through writing poetry, preserving mementos, or seeking solace in the natural world. By portraying the resilience of the human spirit and the power of love to transcend even the boundaries of life and death, the adaptation would capture the universal themes of love, loss, and the eternal nature of true devotion. Well, Mr. Poe, Uh, What would be your basic feelings regarding the purpose of revisiting Annabelle Lee? Ah, Mr. Bartley, 
in revisiting Annabelle Lee, the aim would be to deepen our understanding of the narrator's emotions, the complexities of their love story, and the enduring impact of loss. Through expanded character development, exploration of supernatural elements, and evocative visual and auditory storytelling, this adaptation would breathe new life into the cherished poem, immersing audiences in the realm of love and sorrow that I attempted to depict. Well, Mr. Poe, thank you very much for your brilliant observations. You are most welcome, Mr. Bartley. It was a pleasure to engage in this literary discourse and offer my insights on the subjects at hand. Should you have further inquiries or require any more assistance, please do not hesitate to reach out. May your endeavors be filled with creativity and inspiration. Farewell, Mr. Bartley, and goodbye, Mr. Poe. The next two episodes of Celebrate Poe deal with, not surprisingly, the fictional character of Poe. But this time they deal with Poe, the stoned teenager. Poe, the stoned teenager. Now, the next episode is a reprise of the most popular episode that Celebrate Poe has ever done using the character of Poe in ChatGPT. Then, the episode after that is a brand new episode where Celebrate Poe has an all-new episode of Poe, the Stone Teenager. Not surprisingly, the major source for this episode was ChatGPT 4.0, but I also used the following for fact-checking purposes. The Reason for the Darkness of the Night by John Tresh, Poe by Peter Ackroyd, Poe in Place by Edgar T. Talley, Jr., Edgar Allan Poe, A Critical Biography by author Hobson Quinn, uh, Mystery of Mysteries, The Death and Life of Edgar Allan Poe by Mark Dewidziak, and The Poe Log, A Documentary Life of Edgar Allan Poe by Dwight R. Thomas and David K. Jackson. Thank you for listening to Celebrate Poe.